Welcome to the Take 5 podcast from Fortinet. You give us a few minutes and we provide five cybersecurity tips and best practices for today's technology leaders. This podcast series taps into the experience from the Fortinet Field CISO team focusing on lessons learned in 2020 and insights for the year ahead across key industries. I'm your host, Rick Peters, Fortinet CISO for Operational Technology, and today we're talking with Renee Terran, my colleague and Fortinet CISO for our education practice. And she's talking about lessons learned from 2020 and new approaches in the year ahead for education. Welcome, Renee. Thanks, Rick. Very glad to be here. All right. Well, let's get started uh, and, and really kind of dive into this important topic. Looking back at uh, 2020, what is one major takeaway in terms of securing organizations within ed- the education area that CISO should take away? Yeah, I think 2020 really provided, you know, a lessons learned, um, you know, for, for CISOs, not only just education, but, you know, in, in a lot of different uh, sectors. Um, but I think the one major takeaway is that you really need to be agile um, in your network and, and security architecture. Um, you know, looking back in 2020, you know, in the beginning, um, you saw schools that were forced to move into all virtual environments and they weren't necessarily prepared. Um, you know, they didn't have the situations in, in place, you know, to su- support, you know, re- remote learning and remote working for their employees, uh, as well as necessarily didn't have the, the uh, learning management platforms um, to support remote access in place. So they really had to quickly react um, to put that technology in place that could scale and also be secure. In addition, um, you know, there, a lot of times their networks went from just a couple thousand faculty and staff connecting into their networks to all of a sudden they've got tens of thousands of students connecting in. And for some school districts, um, you know, they couldn't necessarily have the resources to provide, you know, either laptops or, you know, Chromebooks to the students. You know, so they were left with students, you know, bringing their own devices, um, connecting into their network, you know, devices that may not be secured, uh, as well as having them connecting in from home networks um, that weren't necessarily secure. You know, another concern, um, you know, some of the challenges that, you know, the school saw uh, that they had to tackle was, um, you know, some students didn't have internet access at home. Um, So schools really needed to provide that um, access. Um, So some of the schools had to quickly put in wireless access points or hotspots in their schools so that students could come and work, you know, in like parking lots um, to gain access to, you know, the learning materials. And so now, you know, we're kind of in that phase where we're seeing some schools, you know, they're staying all virtual. Um, Some schools, you know, in the beginning of this year went it back in person um, and then they had to immediately go back to being virtual. And some are simply just doing the hybrid. Um, So it's really brought to light. that you need to be, you know, agile and flexible in your security and networking because um, you never know what's going to be coming at you next. Um, and so it's really kind of important now that, you know, providing that access anytime, anywhere to the students and faculty. Um, because the reality of it is, you know, today, you know, we have remote learning because of a pandemic. You know, tomorrow it could be, you know, a natural disaster, a terror event, or even a, a weather event um, that are now forcing students um, to go back into that remote learning environment. So. Um, I think going forward, you know, CISOs are really going to have to be looking to make sure that they have, um, you know, agile uh, and scalable security networking solutions in place. You know, wow, it's it, it's interesting. The, the two things that really resonated there, and I think it's cross-cutting, is this, the rapid innovation, of course, that everybody experienced. And then in, I think in education, what's particularly interesting is that range of issues that they had to tackle. 
real time. And, and I think a lot of lessons learned there. You know, in terms of priorities for 2021, what are one to two priorities that should be top of mind for any CISOs in education? Yeah, I think in 2021, you know, academic institutions you know, should really be focusing on expanding on their solutions that they play, put in place early um, you know, during the pandemic to ensure you know, they have that robust digital infrastructure that really can withstand any of the new and evolving cyber threats. Um, you know, academia is going to continue to see a barrage of cyber attacks, um, things like you know, ransomware, phishing, denial of service attacks. Um, so, you know, they really will be looking to really shore up any of the weaknesses, um, you know, in the remote access solutions and protecting their endpoints. Yeah, sure. yeah, education doesn't get a free pass, that's for sure. And in fact, I, you know, I think today adversaries are looking to make headlines all over the place. And boy, education has been a minefield. And, and for the reasons you stated when we were talking at the, at the top of the hour. Hey, what are some unique challenges CISOs and education will face in securing their organizations in 2021? Yeah, historically, you know, the education space has always been faced, um, you know, challenged uh, when it comes to resources. Um, and I think, you know, going into 2021, I think that could worsen um, for a lot of institutions. And I think a lot of them are going to be forced to do even more with less. Um and so that's really going to ensure that, you know, them focusing on doing things like, you know, reducing the attack surface, um, but also reducing complexity in their environments. You know, a lot of organizations are running 47 different point solutions in their environments. Um, and so I think you're going to see them starting to reduce that complexity um, so they can focus on, you know, um, higher you know, priority challenges and, and threats. Because um, like you said, I mean, the education space is a prime target um, for the adversaries. Um, when you think about some of the data that they contain, um, they're a prime target, you know, for identity theft. Um, in a lot of cases, you know, the schools maintain a lot of personnel information um, on their students and faculty and staff. And, you know, the identity of, you know, kids, especially in the K through 12 space, um, is more lucrative, um, you know, for their adversaries because, you know, they don't necessarily have credit ratings built up. And so, you know, you know cyber criminals will look to steal the identity of a child um, and establish credit in their names because obviously, you know, they don't necessarily have bad credits at this point. So, um, you know, it's easier to get the credit. Um, but also when, you know, a child's identity is stolen, it also takes longer, um, you know, to be detected. You know, sometimes it can take, you know, months or even years to be detected. You know, unlike for adults where there's more credit monitoring and so forth that's, that's you know, in place. And in addition, in some of your, like, higher education you know, schools, a lot of them have research arms associated to, to their, you know, the colleges and universities. And a lot of those schools, you know, do a lot of research um, projects, you know, whether that's for the, the U.S. government or the private sector. And so they're very much on the, on the radar for adversaries, um, you know, nation states and, um, you know, other criminals and activists, you know, because they're, they're looking to steal some of that IP thefts or to try and disrupt you know, some of the research they're doing, you know, especially if it relates to anything to some of the virus and, and pandemic types things. Um, you know, in addition, um, you know, we've seen that some of the threats um, that they face are coming from within their environment, from the insider threats. Um, we've seen students um, launching, you know, distributive not denial of service attacks, um, you know, on their learning management platforms, you know, in some cases taking out, um, you know, the network, taking down the entire network for, you know, days on end. Um, so really affecting the availability of the services that the schools are providing. 
Um, so I think really going forward, you know, the schools are going to have to focus on, you know, ensuring that they've got things like, you know, web application firewalls in place, you know, DDoS protection, and also doing network segmentation, you know, ensuring that their external facing um, applications, you know, the learning management systems are segmented away from some of their back end systems like the HR system and things that would systems that would maintain, um, you know, some of that personnel and PII information. Yeah, it's interesting. The points you make, I think you could argue for just about any vertical, but it's interesting, the exclusivity and the opportunity for a bad actor to benefit quickly, right, from those quick attacks, whether they're going after intellectual property or, or trying to establish identity and, and do, you know, resource theft that way. It's fascinating. I think a lot of folks might miss that, but indeed, it's uh, a ripe opportunity. You know, the edge has evolved in, in meaning after 2020. How has securing the various edges from IoT, the network, cloud, and even the home changed given the reality CISOs face today? Yeah, I mean, you're right, Rick. I mean, today's perimeter is no longer easily defined. You know, the data center was once your network's, you know, primary point of entry and exit. You know, but now with the explosion of, you know, more connected devices, you know, 5G and hyperscale cloud deployments, you know, really expanded that perimeter across the entire infrastructure. And of course, now we're all working from our home offices. Um, which really has created all these edges that need to be secured. Um, you know, with the proliferation of applications and now the number of connected devices, you know, that's creating billions of edges that not only have to be managed, but also protected. Um, complicating matters is that, you know, according to Google, you know, more than 80% of the traffic is now encrypted, um, you know, really presenting new challenges for, you know, inspection of, you know, malicious traffic. And now you have these IoT devices, um, you know, that are coming in into your network. Um, and these IoT devices weren't necessarily designed to have security in mind. You know, they're headless devices. And so for a lot of organizations, they really need to take, you know, that zero trust approach um, to and really ensure, uh, you know, who and what is accessing the network. Um, zero trust network access really enables you to identify all the users, the applications and devices, both, you know, on and off the network. Um, the point of zero trust is really never to assume that, you know, someone or something is safe, you know, even when they're inside your network parameter. And then as organizations really look to leverage more of, you know, cloud environments, you know, SaaS solutions, um, really focusing on consolidating visibility and administration tasks, you know, both across, you know, their cloud and their on-premises security infrastructure um, will be more important to, you know, ensure that they have more efficient um, management. Very interesting. You know, when I when I talk to operational technology leaders, you know, the, the term scalability and speed uh, resonate, right? Because they're really important. It's clear that that's also true for education. Hey, a final question today. The convergence of security and networking is top of mind as networks expand and digital transformation continues. What is one key takeaway to keep in mind for CISOs as they plan for more convergence of security and networking in 2021? Yeah, I mean, I think traditional architecture and network design really builds um, out the network access first, and then it looked to layer on security. Um, in today's environment, you can't really look um, at security and networking as two separate domains. Um, it's just not feasible in, in today's environment. Um, so by looking to leverage security-driven networking, it really tightly integrates an organization's network infrastructure and the security architecture. Um, so it really enables the network to scale and change, you know, without compromising the security. You know, this next gen generation approach, you know, is essential for effectively defending, you know, today's highly dynamic environments. 
um, not only by providing consistent enforcement across today's uh, highly flexible perimeters, um, but also weaving in security deep into the network itself. You know, it really includes things like access control and segmentation. Um, it provides protections for users and traffic, you know, both at rest and in flight. And so security-driven networking, you know, protects your data, your applications and workflows along the entire you know, data path um, through the implementation of a single, you know, integrated fabric. Um, you know, it's built with a philosophy that, you know, the perimeter is everywhere and also includes things like secure SD-WAN. Um, and so when you combine things like, you know, zero trust network access and security-driven networking, you, know, you end up with SASE or, you know, secure access service edge. You know, it's, it's encouraging to see that for education, we're being so thoughtful and visionary and not just focusing on today, but what we anticipate is coming. So it's been an exciting uh, time chatting with you again this morning. I appreciate the time. You know, to our audience, thanks for joining us for this episode of Take 5. Visit our website, www.fortinet.com forward slash education. For more information on security solutions across the broad spectrum in education. In our next episode, we'll discuss lessons learned from 2020 and new approaches in the year ahead for operational technology. The Take 5 podcast is brought to you by Fortinet, securing your digital innovation across the entire digital infrastructure, whether in networked, application, multi-cloud, or edge environments.